Welcome to the next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi friends, welcome back to the next 23. So this was Valentine's week and this may not be the most appropriate topic to talk about on today's podcast or it might be absolutely the perfect thing to talk about. I guess it depends on your perspective. So as you know, uh, if you're not new here, you know that I am a big believer in the universe puts things in your path or in your in your day or in your way that you need to be, should be, or randomly will be focusing on. And that is something that's happened to me this week. So I don't know if it's because it's Valentine's week or because last night was a crazy full moon. I don't really know. But this week, a lot of random things have been happening all kind of at one time that sort of have led me to to think that I need to talk about this here this week. And the thing that this is, is my marriage and more specifically the end of my marriage. So a few days ago, I had a friend of mine from high school DM me and I have not talked to this friend in years and years and years. And we reconnected several years ago on Facebook, but they DM'd me a few days ago and asked, first they said, hey, I have a really personal question to ask you. (laughs) I love when people start that way because if they know me, then they know they don't really need to say that because I'm definitely an open book. And if they don't know me and they're just being considerate and kind and they start that way off, oh boy, they have no idea what they're in for as far as how open I am happy to be with people about my life. So they started with, I have a personal question. And I, of course, said, yeah, what's up? And their question was, how did you know when your marriage was over? Oof, that was a big one, right? That's a very, (laughs) that's, that's a long loaded question right there. So this friend and I had this long DM conversation and it was, it was really good. And then the next day I got a podcast alert from a podcast that I had listened to a long time ago, but I had not really listened to any of this woman's podcast for a while. So I got a random alert to a new podcast that she had just posted. And it was, she was talking about her divorce that happened two years ago. And it was the first time I had heard her talk about some specific things that had to do with her divorce and the end of her marriage. And then about two hours later, I got another alert from another podcast that I still follow to this day, Jen Hatmaker for the love. And that podcast was all about the end of her marriage. And she had two friends, which 
One of her friends is another woman that I have followed for years. Didn't know they were friends. I just had followed both of these women and their stories for a long time. Had no idea they were connected. And listened to their podcast about their marriage is ending. And the fourth and final thing that just sealed the deal that I need to talk about this today is I had a meeting with my financial advisor yesterday. And at the end of it, he was like, so I never really asked this question, but what happened with you guys? You guys were like, you know, this great married couple. You had these two great kids and you seem to have it all together. Like what happened? So I think the universe is trying to tell me that it's probably time for me to talk a little bit about when I knew that my marriage was over and and how I knew and and sort of what that's about. Now, I want to preface this by saying that this is my story. Like I'm not talking for my ex-husband. Things that I will talk about here are things that he and I both I think agree on and are things that we have said to our kids. I actually am kind of quite an open book to my kids. So nothing that I say in here will be disrespectful or shocking or surprising to my children. And that is something that is extremely important to me. If you are thinking about ending your marriage, or if you are in the process of it, or if you're in the middle of it, I first and foremost want to encourage you to not talk about the details publicly until it's and until you're ready and by you're ready I mean until you can talk about it without throwing your ex under the bus or without revealing details about the end of your marriage that could do major damage to your children or to your parents or to your ex-husband's parents or to your family or your friends. So while in the moment it might feel, you know, really satisfying to to say some things if you're having a hard time or if it's an ugly divorce or you're, you know, in the middle of it and going through it. But trust me on this, in the long run, it's not, it's not worth it. You need to hold that shit for your best friends over wine. You need to have your close circle around you and have your confidants around you to support you in all of that, but don't share it in social media or in a public setting or a public place like a podcast. So that being said, I want to be honest about how and when I knew my marriage was over and what took place during this past year. But I also know and want you to know that I will be super respectful and this is my story. So I also want to want you to know this is probably going to be a bit of a lengthier podcast than most of mine. So, you know, if you want to stay and listen, feel free and feel free to fast forward or skip ahead or stop whenever, you know, drop off whenever you want to. So to answer the question, when did I know my marriage was over? That is something that, again, my ex-husband and I were married for 23 years. We were together for 25. And I want to say five years into our marriage, we had our first 
kid. And when our son was born, it was really hard. We were still young. We were brand new parents. I had worked my whole life. And so I was newly staying home with this baby. I was on maternity leave knowing I was going back to work, but it was in those first four months and I was on maternity leave. My ex-husband was had just started a new job within his company and he was getting his master's degree. So life was really hard. And this was the first time in our married life that life had been hard. And what we learned and continued to learn throughout our marriage is that when life got really hard, we did not do married life well together. So in year five of our marriage, when we had our first son, my ex-husband said, you know what, we need to either call a lawyer or we need to call a marriage counselor. Thankfully, I grew up with a dad who was a psychologist, so I was very agreeable and happy to spend couch time and was very, very thankful that I had a husband at the time that not only was super agreeable to it, but it was actually his idea. So we went to our first marriage counselor, our marriage therapist, in the fifth year of our marriage. And we had six sessions with her, Dr. Marsha. She was amazing. And we said for years and years that she saved our marriage with the laundry basket. And that's the story for another time. But basically, she just let us know that we were normal. We were new parents. We were stressed out. We didn't have sleep. We were going through a big life change and we just needed to communicate and adjust. And we needed those six sessions to sort of recalibrate and talk things out. And that was great. That was exactly what we needed. So fast forward three or four more years and we ended up with a big move from Atlanta to Ohio for my ex-husband's job. And that again, was a big life change. It was really hard. We didn't know anyone in Ohio. We had two kids at ages three and five, and it was it was tough. So once again, five years later, we found ourselves in marriage counseling again. And once again, it was really good and it helped. So fast forward a few more years and we had a couple more big life traumatic things happen. And again, at this point, I think we started to realize that we could handle life really well together, but we couldn't handle hard life really well as a married couple. And we both were very good at recognizing when we needed to get some outside help and get some therapy. So we did. So that I think for probably about 18 to 20 years of our marriage or our time together, it was good. And it was good because my ex-husband and I worked on it. It was good because we had really good marriage therapists and they helped us. And so, you know, it was hard and it was hard work, but we worked. Probably about six years ago, life got really hard. And at that point, I think we had also grown up enough and grown into different people that I think we both started to feel the cracks in the marriage and in our relationship in the sense that we started, I think, to realize that we had become people that if 
we were to be single at this age in our 40s, we might not choose each other. We might not be the people that we would choose to be married to or spend the rest of our lives with. And the interesting thing is, is, you know, I met my ex-husband when I was 22, got married to him when I was 23. So I spent my 20s in a marriage. So when I turned 30, my ex-husband actually sat me down and said, okay, Cal, you are now in your 30s. You've gone through your 20s, but you did your 20s as a married person. We've evolved. We've grown. We've matured. We should probably sit down and reevaluate. Do we still love each other? And do we still like each other? And it was such a really mature thing for him to ask me and for us to sit down and do. And it was really impressive at the time. I I was super impressed with with that question that he asked me. And it, and it was a genuine question. And we took the time and we spent the time and we thought about it. And at that time, we both came to the conclusion that yes, we still loved each other. And yes, we still liked each other. And so it was good. So fast forward another decade and we get into our 40s. And while we never sat down and asked each other that question again, I think we both started to maybe think about it. And I think we might have realized that our answers might be different this time. Now, we still were very much in the mindset of we have kids, our life is good, our marriage is fine, so we don't need to rock the boat. It's it's still all fine. And when I say fine, I mean there was no traumatic anything within our marriage that would cause either one of us to say it's over, right? So there was no there was nothing bad. There was no cheating, there was no abuse, there was there was nothing bad about who either one of us were inside this marriage. However, we both were now different people. I will say that I probably more so than him was a much different person in my mid 40s than I was in my early 20s. I had grown up, I had matured, I had evolved into a woman that I truly loved. I became confident and independent and strong. And while I was always strong, I just sort of grew into myself. And I think that in doing so, I became someone that my ex-husband wouldn't have chosen to spend his life with. And not that that's a bad thing. It just was. So I think we both started to see that about five years, five or six years ago. And at the time, I think I knew that my marriage had an expiration date then, but I just assumed it would be when my youngest daughter left for college. I knew in my heart that we were not going to survive empty nesting, that when life became just about the two of us again, it wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to be happy for either one of us. So I knew that by 2023, 2024, you know, the marriage would probably be ending. However, in my mind, it still was okay to keep going for the next several years, quote unquote, for the sake of the kids, because again, life was not bad. I did not have a bad marriage. I need to make that clear because if you are in a bad marriage, if there is abuse or cheating or 
a whole host of other things that make it a bad marriage. There are whole other paths of advice that I would give on that. But for me, it was not a bad marriage. It was not a happy marriage. It was not a peaceful marriage in those last six years. It was something that felt hard more times than not, felt lonely most of the time, but it was not a bad marriage. We were not bad people to each other. We were very respectful to each other, but it probably was a bad marriage because it was lonely and it was not happy. So that by definition is a bad marriage and is certainly not one that I would ever want for my children, but yet it was one that I was I was living and that they were seeing on a daily basis. So also, by the way, COVID hit and the pandemic, and that definitely didn't help because we were then forced to be together 24-7 and with the kids. And as I mentioned, we didn't do hard life events well as a married couple. So <laughs> there was really, there shouldn't have been a surprise or shock that a pandemic would do us in at this point. At the end of 2020, things definitely started to unravel. We stopped talking to each other, even though we were in the house 24-7 together. We went basically two months and there was no talking. My ex-husband, I had asked him a question because I was concerned about something and he just stopped talking to me for two months. And that was absolutely when I knew it was over. But I still did not recognize truly that it was over. And I I am not the one that took that, that first brave step to say we were done. That was actually my ex. So October of 2020, we stopped talking to each other. January 2nd of 2021 is when he said he was done. He couldn't do this anymore. It was a 10-minute conversation. I agreed. I knew. We knew we weren't making each other happy. You can't be in a marriage and not talk to each other literally for two whole months and think it's going to survive or think it's going to be okay. And honestly, at that point, neither one of us had any desire to make it okay and to work through it. We had done the hard work for two decades in our marriage. And at this point, I think we just knew. That doesn't make it any easier. It did not make it any easier. I think at the time when we had that 10-minute conversation, it was probably the most honest conversation we had had with each other in years. And it was a conversation where my ex-husband admitted to me that he didn't love me. And I had to admit to myself that while I loved him, I didn't really like him. So I think that's the best way to describe our relationship at this point. It was, he didn't love me. He liked me okay. And that's why he was able to stay married for over two decades. But he realized that he never actually really loved me. And while that was really hard to hear, it actually made a lot of things make sense. And once I got over the emotional impact of, oh my God, my husband never actually really loved me. I realized that you can't force someone to love you. 
And we were babies when we got married. And he stayed married to me because he liked me well enough. And he's a good man. And in his family, there was no divorce. And he wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to keep our family intact. And I grew up coming from a divorced family. My parents divorced when I was two. And I was raised by four parents and lots of aunts and uncles and grandparents and had this big extended family. And my whole life growing up, I always said I would never stay married just for the kids because I was very thankful and grateful that my parents did not stay together just for my sister and I, because we ended up having an amazing life because my parents got divorced. Well, in an insanely ironic twist of events, I did end up staying married for my kids. By the time I realized that my marriage had an expiration date and that I was not happy inside my marriage, my kids were old enough to have already developed into these incredible and amazing human beings that I was so lucky to know and the world was so lucky to have. I couldn't fathom that I would be the reason that that might change, that they might change. And I knew that if we were to get divorced when they were in late elementary, early middle school, that that would change them and it would change who they were. And that was absolutely unacceptable. And so my entire life philosophy of never staying married just for the kids changed completely. And I dug my heels in and I was like, I will stay together for these kids of mine because I will not be the cause of them turning out to be anything but the amazing humans they already were. That would have been a huge mistake. And for that reason, I'm very thankful to my ex-husband that he was brave enough to sit me down on January 2nd of 2021 and say he was done. Because since then, while the first six months were really hard because he we still lived together and it was extremely hard. Once he moved out, once we separated, once we started living our own lives as adults, I think we both have become so much happier and so much more peaceful with who we are that it's just palpable. You can feel it the minute you walk into my house. You can feel the peace and you can feel everything that I've wanted my life to feel like for the past 10 years. I feel it and my kids feel it. And all that time I spent worrying about changing who they are, I lost sight of the fact that my kids were having to survive being inside this family that was uncomfortable, that was the total opposite of peaceful, that was not happy. And now I'm I the one thing I regret is that I made them live inside that that environment for so long because I truly believe if my ex-husband and I had been honest with each other when we first realized that our marriage was unraveling and that we weren't the people that we would have chosen to be married to at this stage in our lives and that we couldn't make each other happy. If we had been honest with that, then my kids would have had many more years of peaceful, happy life. So that's the one thing I do regret. 
I don't at all regret how my ex-husband and I handled our separation and our divorce. I think we handled it really well. Yes, there were times when the emotions got the better of us and the hurt and the pain bubbled up to the top, but I think all in all, we handled it really well. And at least from my perspective, I, I'm i very proud of us and how we handled it. I think that there are a few situations that he and I don't see eye to eye on when it comes to how to navigate a divorced life with children and parents and in-laws and that sort of thing. I think there are still some differences there. And again, we're still within that first year of being divorced. So I'm sure it will evolve and change as time goes on, but I would not, I, I would not change where we are for anything. Um, I have a friend who is probably about a year ahead of me in this divorce journey. And we were talking and she said that sometimes she wonders if she made the right decision in leaving her marriage and, you know, would life had been easier if she had just stayed, should she have gone back to her ex? And I can honestly say that I've never once had that thought. I have had lots of thoughts about what the fuck am I doing? And this is scary. And I do not know what I'm doing in this adult single life, but there's never been a single minute that I would have traded where I am, no matter where that is in this past year to go back to where I was inside that marriage. And to me, that's everything. So I just wanted to put this out there because I, I know everybody's story is different. I know that every single marriage is different. Every single person in their situation and their circumstances are all different. But if there's anyone out there who is thinking, I'm not happy in my marriage. I know my marriage has an expiration date, but I hope that you can really, really evaluate that but and if it's not something that is truly, truly keeping you in the marriage for valid reasons, I hope you can have the courage to make the hard decision to choose you and to choose your happiness because I promise you, I promise you, that will always be the right decision. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does, and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.